the whole trajectory on the opioid epidemic. Um, oh my God. That for example, I wonder if I could play yeah, a thing from you, that. Do you have yeah. that really, clip? really hurt me. That hurt me. Let it was me, not good. Yeah. Let, let me, um, I think it's also instructive to get the, like the words direct here. Uh, yes. so let's, let's listen to how he frames this. And I will say, I just want to be very clear about this too. What I'm about to play is the most definitive part uh, about these themes and this part of the history that Curtis brings in. There is no further backup to the, any of the claims listed here. And this story basically finishes as just a complete dead end, ultimately, at the, by said, the end of the He brings film, it in so. as a vibe and then just lets it hang there with all its stigma. At the same time as large numbers of factories began to close across America, a new drug was created. It was made by a company that had been founded by Arthur Sackler. In the 1970s, Sackler had marketed the drug Valium to deal with the feelings of anxiety and loneliness in the suburbs. He had died in the 1980s. But in the mid-90s, his company released a new drug called OxyContin. It was a synthetic form of opium, and it was sold as a painkiller. But then, workers who were being laid off as the factories closed found that they got more benefits if they were disabled. Mm. So they went to their doctors and said they were injured. And the doctors gave them OxyContin. <laughs> Fuck you. They got their benefits. But they also discovered that OxyContin made them feel safe in a bubble protected from the anxieties and fears of the new post-industrial world. It's just unbelievable. I mean... It's just... Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, as I joked on, on, idea on, that... on Twitter when he said this, is like, are we sure Adam Curtis didn't get money from pharmaceutical, com- pharmaceutical companies <laughs> to claim that workers in the 1990s systematically faked injuries to get higher disability benefits? And just use that oxycontin to feel safe and secure. <laughs> like, like I think people when I posted it on Twitter who hadn't watched it thought this was just like you know a ridiculous exaggeration, but that's literally exactly what he says. Yeah. What he says. I mean that that <laughs> argument that argument is very consistent with the like that is like the Ron Johnson line about <laughs> like the opioid epidemic. It's it is a the victim blaming line. It is when you, I mean. But not even. It like, is very much like e- this. Even the most like, yeah. right-wing reactionary like claims about the <laughs> opioid epidemic, you know, I've ever seen have never gone to that extreme because usually it's like people got it for a surgery or an injury and then they kept on using it and got dependent and like then were seeking out drugs or you know something to that effect. Um, but he's saying specifically that like either to a person, vast majority, it's not clear, people are seeking out to use OxyContin specifically to defraud the federal government in getting disability benefits. Like, also, like, that works. Well, and to quell their sort of psychosocial fears Fear. about, like, the globalization or something. Yeah. <laughs> not to not to go too hard on the, on the, like, opioids and Purdue Pharma thing, but, like, bringing up Arthur Sackler... 
mm-hmm. for example. So regardless of all the other, there's a, there's a lot of information here, but I just want to point out one really important thing, which is that, so Arthur Sackler is brought up like four or five times. It's really not made explicit, uh, like four or five times before that, uh, dis- like whole disability, uh, thing that I played earlier. It's really never made explicit why he's being brought up except for he is he is talked about as this marketer of valium and stuff like that um and he's talked about as sort of like the founder of purdue pharma he was only really the like he had a a financial stake and he was like a patriarchal figure within the sackler family but it was also a joint effort with uh his with Arthur's brothers, um, Mortimer and Raymond. Also, Sackler. they didn't found it. They just bought the company in 1952. Right. It was founded in the 1890s. But that, but my point is all of these people, Arthur, Raymond and Mortimer, you want to, you want to Adam Curtis, you want to fucking Adam Curtis narrative right here. Arthur, Raymond and Mortimer were all psychiatrists. Yeah. Thank Arthur, you. Raymond and Mortimer all, uh, were not just psychiatrists. They were, their like focus, their specialty was quote unquote biological psychiatry, which is essentially the exact form of psychiatry that was in the ascendance in the middle of the 20th century that figures that Curtis himself has, uh, has looked at like R.D. Lang, uh, as B mentioned, who Curtis discusses at length in the trap, like who people like R.D. Lang and the rest of the anti-psychiatry movement who were mobilized against because people doing uh, people who as part of the biological psychiatry movement were doing things like making Thorazine like Mm -hmm. the blanket treatment for a bunch of uh, things, creating situations that have been called, um, uh, what is it? Uh, Chemical incarceration, Mm -hmm. right? Creating the situation where like literally, I mean, if you want to talk about like taking a population and, and like doping them basically and giving them like palliatives or whatever, that's, I mean, that's like literally what they were doing in the form of incarceration. None of that is present. No, and, Obviously. and in like, the trap, he makes the anti-psychiatry movement out to be a joke. He has very little respect for them. And I think, let me rant for a second, all right? Hello, this is Daniel, Beatrice's screen reader program. Support us at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod to hear the full episode and get access to patron-only content. With love, the death panel.